What's going on? Not much, man. Not much. How are you, baby angel? I'm good. We're, we're, we're back That's again. It. We're back again. Another Wednesday night weekly ritual. That's it. That's it. We're getting routinely, my friend. I know, right? I love it. I actually do like the middle of the week because it gives you time to edit it up and think about things that happen on the weekend. And I went to say routinist then, which is not a routinist. word. Routinist. <laughs> Sounds like a French metal band. Oh, yes. <laughs> Have you seen the routinist? routinist. The routinist that was French. Croissant. <laughs> croissant. Oh, that's what I mean. You want to channel yourself into a French accent? You're like, French accent. <laughs> French accent. Oh, oh yeah. Croissant. Baguettes. There we go. Anything bread. <laughs> so uh, what's the deal? What are we doing? What, what, what's tonight? What, what's this one called, mate? Uh, tonight, um, we'll spin the wheel. Hold on. Dun, dun, dun. Mindset and meditation, <laughs> but we've uh, we we need to we need to chalk chalk. Fuck, we're off to a fly we here. Need chalk. We need to talk about something first because there was a bit of controversy there in was. the wormholes camp. There this was. Week. We copped our first ban hammer, which like I got to be honest. Other than which you pointed out to me before the amount of effort that you put into getting the beautiful <laughs> clip ready. Yeah. Um, Kind of proud of us. Kind of proud yeah. for a, for a YouTube page that it look. I'll be long. honest. It's not it's not pumping yet. It's quite no, no, in its no. infancy. That's exactly right. Well, um, it's only four videos or something. So so to to cop a band hammer for some of my finest nine eleven and the fact that it's the nine eleven clip yeah, as well. We put it's two so other <laughs> we put two other clips from that podcast that were both fairly heavily conspiratorial. Oh yeah, and yet the one that cops the band hammer is the penultimate fucking J-Man clip of just 9-11 goodness. It could have been It could have been because the, the actual picture of it was like you, that like Bogan photo of you with the beer and then it had oh, all the 9-11 memes oh, on the could side. Could have been that, yeah. So maybe, maybe, that. maybe, maybe the moderators seen, like, seen that absolute excellent graphic design and they've the gone, absolute bush did it what's bonanza, going on over it? here? And then they listened to it and they were like, no, nah, we ain't having none of that. We're swinging that band hammer, baby. Uh, and for hate speech as well. Yeah. I like that. What are we hating like, against Bush? Like, yeah, that's what I said, yeah. Hate speech against who, Bush? Um, yeah, it was very weird, but I'm, I'm pretty happy. And as we said, it got, got us a bit of attention. Well, it got, the, got us more one. attention than what it would have been if we just dropped the video. Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> the clip, but when it got banned and we could then post the the little photo of us getting banned. Yeah, the little email. People are like, they're making waves. They're making waves. That's what you want. Well- if you think about it like this, if we've only got like, you know, 25 or 30 subscribers on YouTube and they're already got the monocle out on us and, you know, having a look, we're gonna have what's to, it uh, going to be like when we've got 50,000 views a video and we're mm. spitting out stuff that's even more furious than that? Because that is like legitimately the this very start of the the very like, you know, like you, you start oh, to was, build a sandcastle. We sand dipped castle. a ball in. That yeah, was, we yeah, barely yeah. like just one singular nut. It was just the tip. Just even. in the tip. Not even and, the tip. It was just yeah. the tip of the tip. Yeah. Just so. one, one ball sack hair follicle just hit the water <laughs> and made like a small ripple. And Too we've, big of a ripple gotta, for YouTube. We've got, to, um, <laughs> we've got to dunk out. We've got to teabag this entire thing by the end of it. Oh, so dude. it's going to be interesting to see uh, where it gets to with that. But um. But yeah, censorship's uh, it's hot, hot topic at the moment. It is isn't very it? hot, we, uh... and um, that, like I was saying to you before, with Mr. Donald J. Trump getting censored mm. on uh, Twitter and Facebook, is quite an interesting thing. So uh, neither of us have actually seen the video, um, but it will be something that I'll be actively hunting for over the next day or two because well, now that it's been censored, it's been censored everywhere. Yeah, if I can find it. But um, it's that doctor talking about hydroxychloroquine. I think, or I think it's hydroxychloroquine. 
from Africa. And um, yeah, she's she's banging on about how um, they've known that this has been a cure for coronavirus for a long time now. And Donald Trump talked about it in March. Um, this is actually a, a 19, over 70-year-old malaria drug mm. that they've, um, yeah, gone, this will work for coronavirus. And then the mainstream media has demonized it, said it'll give you heart attacks um, and said that the studies are coming out saying that um, it's no good. When in actual fact, uh, they're silencing all the doctors that are speaking up and saying that it is good and it is a cure. And it also, not only is it just going to um, cure coronavirus, like the acute case of it when you've actually got it, it actually works therapeutically like a vaccine. So it'll prevent it in the future as well. That's crazy. And there's other people that are coming out today. Like there was a couple of things I shared. Uh, James Todoro saying, um, just finished a great meeting with Vice President Mike Pence and his Chief of Staff. We're doing everything to restore the power of medicine back to doctors. Doctors everywhere should be able to prescribe hydroxychloroquine without repercussions or obstruction. Another doctor saying, here's the truth of the matter. Um, if hydroxychloroquine works so well, then we wouldn't need a vaccine. Notice the uh, people pushing the dangers of uh, HCQ are the same exact people that we can't saying that we can't reopen America yep. until a vaccine is ready to go. Exactly right. Um, so the the bigger the bigger picture of this though is that you're you're then looking in a situation and you know we we touched on it in the first episode and we're going to continue to go on about our our very. Um, massive and unwavering distrust for the mainstream media. But most definitely. The chain of events obviously goes in early March, um, or probably late March, but when it first started becoming a, you know, a major thing, um, Trump comes out and and basically says that this drug uh is is looking to work and, yeah. and should be making a massive impact. And the smear campaign started straight away. Instantly, yeah. Um, it'll kill people. It'll give you a heart attack. Like, don't listen to Trump. He's not a doctor. And now you've got actual doctors coming out <laughs> yeah. in support of it. And they're like, oh, no, 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 don't listen to these doctors. They're crazy. Yeah, not only just um, doctors, though, African doctors. Yeah. So think about all this stuff that they've been pushing with Black Lives Matter and we need to stand up for uh, racial equality, which I do agree with. Believe me, I do agree with because everybody should. I treat everybody on an equal playing field. I don't care what color your skin is. I don't no, care if it's blue irrelevant. or green, you know, upside down, inside out. Yep. It doesn't matter to me it's interesting that um this time around this is an african doctor and before they were saying don't listen to trump listen to the doctors and then they're also at the same time they're going black lives matter not white lives and now we've got a black doctor coming out and saying um, hydroxychloroquine is a cure and it's like clinically proven with um was it like peer studies like peer-reviewed studies yep. and um they're demonizing it well that's the thing and they're censoring trump it it's dropping, fucking wild trump dropping that little crumb of information has led a lot of these worldwide doctors to test it out um because it is already a drug on the approved list for other things so there's not a big issue in them going and testing that and if you look into it it's worth nothing like it costs nothing yeah. So there's no money in this. So when they've they've made this massive um, mountain out of this coronavirus thing, they want to make sure that it's profitable for them to be um, managing or curing, right? So some drug that's already existed that they can't patent as just something that treats coronavirus that happens to impact it this well doesn't work for them at all. Um, so yeah, it's pretty crazy to think of that. Um, so th yeah, so what I'm saying is that with the the mainstream media then smearing that, like that 
approach. And then obviously people get on the bandwagon because people already hate Trump. So then when the mainstream media goes, look at Trump saying that this dangerous drug is going to kill you, then they're sharing that around and saying, look at crazy Trump. Meanwhile, people are dying because they're not getting the treatment that could be saving lives. Think about the amount of, like, if you just think about it on this kind of level, think about the am- amount of lives that could have been saved if this, if the deep state didn't have exist in general. Like, like the deep state didn't have this agenda to, to bury hydroxychloroquine. Think about how many lives would have been saved. Well, think about this, right? If the deep state didn't involve, maybe we wouldn't even have a fucking coronavirus, but that's probably a conversation for another day. Yeah, shit. I mean, how much more do we want to get censored? Yeah, that's right. You've got to ask questions around this whole thing, man. You know, the the timing of it, that everything has been very strange. Um, And, you know, some of these like uh, Democratic mayors pushing their sick into nursing homes, which has only uh, increased the the death tenfold. You look at the numbers compared to Republican elections elected mayors versus the democratic elected mayors and how there seems to be like for some reason it just kills more people in these places where um, you've got Democrats running it. Like it's, again, there's far too many weirdnesses about this. And there's a lot of doctors speaking out, which is that's the stuff that's making me happy at the moment is that. People um, are getting the balls now, man. Yeah, well, we look at a lot of other things that, you know, we've possibly questioned over the years. You get your occasional doctors coming out in support of marijuana. You get your occasional doctors coming out about this and that. Yeah. Um, But this has been big. Like from the start of this, you've had – plenty of doctors coming out and taking videos of hospitals that are empty that the news are reporting are completely full um doctors coming out and saying masks are going to do nothing like the masks aren't designed to prevent virus particles like it's to stop yeah. blood spraying in our mouth and but like, then they flip-flop a fucking week later and they say wear your mask yeah so what do you believe it's exactly That's, right so man. and then and then another interesting thing um i've seen lately and is a little bit of thing to, to have a think about is uh there was uh, it, I reckon it was like a South American country or like maybe like Venezuela or something like that. But um, some official over there sent in um, two swabs to be coronavirus tested. One of them was empty. Like he, they didn't swab anything. It was just a, a, like a blank swab. And the other one, they swabbed a kiwi fruit. Both of them came back positive. Yeah. Now um, I've, I've, I've seen this, uh, this theory or this thought pattern about the Australian um, media Going the uh, the test for the, the positive testing for coronavirus is ramping back up again. They're not actually saying COVID nineteen anymore. They're saying coronavirus, which is interesting because I've got a feeling that these tests might actually be testing for the broad coronavirus family. And the common cold is a fucking coronavirus, bro. Yeah. So then they can stay. So, they're not technically lying to us by yeah. saying that people are testing yep, positive. Exactly right. Um, for coronavirus. Yeah. It's it's very strange. There's been a couple of um. I was watching a video literally yesterday. Some chick again. We can't source this but i'm seeing multiple stories like this um where people are coming out and saying that their uh granddad or dad or someone has died and the doctors have approached them or the the hospital staffs approached them and said hey there's a kicker in it for you of this much money if you allow us to put coronavirus as the cause of death well yeah um, so there's multiple of the of people coming out in different parts. This one was an Australian one, um, and uh, but yeah, there was been heaps of that in the US. And because this whole idea of like hospitals getting additional funding per patient well, they yeah. treat that doesn't it was make 13, sense. It was thirteen thousand for every per, every person that the doctor said died from coronavirus, COVID nineteen. Um, they that that hospital received thirteen thousand dollars in funding. I don't know what it would be in Australia, uh, but that's what it was in in America. And Melbourne so. just announced something where, like, for in Victoria, so if you go and get tested, and you're like, you know, 
you meet a few criteria in terms of like you were, you know, had contact tracing of someone. Um, so now it's good that you're going and getting a test. That's 300 bucks. Then if you oh. test positive, you get 1500 Now- Wait, hold a minute. The person who tested positive gets $1,500? That's $1,500. So what? why would people not be then going and trying to get the virus? Yeah. Like you think about some it's junk like, yeah, dog exactly who's right. like, oh the man, I'm going to go- bucks. I'll get a, a fucking- I'll get a, hook at, I'll get a hook at a cough on me. Like yeah. I'll be doing everything. Like um, I don't understand that at all. And there's just one of the many conflicting weird bits of this entire- this it, thing. it is super weird. I, saw, I think it was you that posted on Facebook that the the, um, the death rate has fallen to zero point zero one five in yeah. Australia. Yeah. Now, um, well, it's a bit inflammatory to say, but like, isn't that kind of like on par with the seasonal flu or less than the seasonal flu? Yeah. So it's kind of like, um, yeah, we're at that. We're at this point now where it it almost seems like it's an ulterior motive, especially in the US because it's twenty twenty. It's an election year. Up. The deep state need need for Trump to lose. Well, here's a big thing about that, right, is that since all of this virus has happened, particularly focusing on the US, the, the Democrats have pushed massively for mail-in voting, right? Yeah. They've basically said it's not safe. And so the interesting turn of that is that they've said that masks allow people to go outside, but then Trump was kind of not saying masks are that important, wasn't wearing one himself. The Democrats kept pushing... Um, uh, mail-in votes, which yep. if there's one way that you're going to be able to manipulate <laughs> yeah. voting, one way that's been proven to be manipulated years and years and years in like smaller elections, it's mail-in, mail-in votes. voting. Because how easy how easy is it to just take to just to take a fucking ballot and then if if it's got Donald Trump written on it, fucking tear it in half throw and throw it in, in the bin. bin. Yep. It's interesting. Um, one, a podcast I listened to, uh, Tim Cast IRL. They're like a political political podcast in America, and he was saying that um he has where he lives, he's received three or four voting ballots for people um with different names that either used to live there or have never even lived there. And he was saying, think about how easy that'd be if they're sending out all these mail ballots to these places and these people are going, orange man, bad, orange man, bad. They're just going to fucking be ticking um, Democrat on every single thing and sending it in. And then if you combine that with the people going, no, taking the Trump things and burning them and then keeping them, that's how you rig it, man. Well, there was even uh, Project Veritas. One of the things they did is that they were going to these people's houses and asking them, hey, did you vote in two states for this election? And the person would always be going, no, this is the state that I live in. This is the only state that I voted in. And so their name was somehow being registered to vote in another state. In some instances, they didn't vote at all. And wherever they had an address listed or like a former address and their current address voted in both states and they didn't actually go and vote for that election. So you think of shit like that, man, like they've got ways to try and do it. So the interesting thing is that now Trump started wearing a mask and saying, yeah, masks are okay. Now, if masks are stopping everyone, apparently, according to the mainstream media, from getting sick, well, then there's no problem with people going to vote. Exactly right. You know, do your social yeah. distancing, keep your 1.5 meters, wear your mask and go in and vote. And That's now it. that he's endorsed it, the new the MSM is again in this position where, like they did with the, the hydroxychloroquine, they've got a decision whether they now come out and go, oh, now 
Trump said masks are okay. Yeah. In order for us to keep pushing this mail-in voting thing, we have to then go against everything we've just, just already said, said yep. which is going to completely trip them up. It's this, crazy, This man. year this year has been the biggest year of flip-flopping mainstream media bullshit I've ever seen. You know, back when we first started researching it, it was a lot more hidden. It was a lot more – the agenda was a lot more subtle, whereas now it's just like they can't the hide it, man. You can't – like they just – they're just struggling. They are really struggling to keep the narrative. I'll tell you what's interesting. This is the first time we've kind of uh, given our little bit of Trump support there on the it is. on the podcast. It is. And we've said we wanted some fucking haters and I'm hoping they come out oh, of the look, woodwork I, at this point. I can't one. wait. Look, it's, it's interesting. He's a, he's a very flamboyant, very, um, I don't know if egotistical is the right word. Look, he, he's got character flaws, character defects. Oh, yeah. But um, no one should be president. Like Joe Rogan says it all the time and I yeah. do agree. I, don't, I think- the idea of giving one person that kind of power and expecting them to do a good job is the is most insanity, retarded yeah. thing. Like we 100%. know how corrupting power is and also how difficult it is to try and govern in a way that keeps everyone happy. Well, that's right, because he's um, got he's got like a the Senate and all that kind of stuff that he's got to push laws through them as well. So it's like all these things that like that he might go, All right, let's do this, and then it gets blocked by the Senate. It's kind of like how he wants to bring all the troops back from uh, Middle East at the moment. And um, the outside of the House or the Senate are, are blocking him. Every attempt he's made uh, is blocking him. And um, he was he was saying to, uh, I can't remember who it was, might have been like Attorney General Barr or something like that, but he was saying, he was, they were saying that Trump was getting frustrated that he wanted to do all these things, but he was getting blocked at every, at every way he can. They were, they were trying to block him. Yeah. So. See, and one of the big things that I always get people to pay attention to with this whole Trump thing is that, you have to pay attention to the things that the mainstream media demonize yeah. because there's normally something there, right? And, and it's, it's always a very interesting thing when you, when you actually peel back the veil and you go over time and look at the things that they're up against and the things that they're completely in support of and that starts to paint a picture of you of the things that you yeah. should be looking into because the, yeah. as soon as they come out in massive support of something, there's probably more there. And as soon as they come out and absolutely fucking destroy something, yeah. like so for me – the the absolute relentless one of the things and I didn't even think about this until a little while ago but no one hated Trump before he ran for president well no that's exactly what I was going like, to say no just one then. was thinking he was this scumbag yeah. like yeah he's always been a bit of a doofus right he was yeah, a reality yeah. TV kind of person who exactly everyone's right. like wow look at that not look at your hairpiece you dickhead yeah but no one hated him no nah. and the proof of the mainstream media's ability to convince people to yeah. a certain thing became so unequivocally clear when he started running and all of a sudden he yep. was this fucking racist, he, whatever he else. He was just like, orange man um, bad, bro. And everyone just got on board. And yeah. like the amount of people that have like turned their nose up at me and scoffed at me, again, like it's not that I'm like marching in the street for him. The thing is, is that I've been researching so much on the Clinton stuff and, and the Bush era and everything, yeah. obviously through, you know, looking into uh, 9-11 and even um, – you know, the wars that were fought when, when Clinton was in power and all of those things that have happened. And so my doubt around that side of the political landscape was already through the roof before yeah. he, you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. And so when the whole election was happening, I just felt that it was a bit of a Kang and Kodos from Simpsons where they're like, oh, you have to pick one of us. But yeah. as time rolled on, John I felt- Giant saw Yeah. yeah. And I saw the what the mainstream media, the, the length that they went to, to try and make him look like this garbage human while Hillary was doing like 
actual fucking horrible Ugh. things. Like you look at the- Crimes against humanity, bro. Like, the shit they were doing real. in Haiti and the, the yeah. people that were donating to the Clinton Foundation. You look at any of these things that are not just, you know, her being a fucking demonic baby eater, yep. like shit that's actually proven. And that's enough for you to go, the fact that the mainstream media are not paying attention to that while focusing on fucking Trump's Stormy Daniels case or yeah. Trump's weird allegation Russia or Russia or Gate or whatever it is. Impeachment that, that gives you all the answers you need. Yeah. Right? Um, so yeah, I think we'll we'll come back to that another time. But we wanted yeah. to everyone's been so hyped about that conspiracy yeah. episode. So we thought we'd at least give them a little uh go a little bit into it. Go a little bit into the start think, of this one. I think one of the next couple of episodes, if not the next episode, we will do cons- the next conspiratorium. Yeah. We will go back into it and I think we we decided that we were gonna do Pizzagate, uh Epstein, yeah. kind of like something a bit more modern. Yeah. But um as and as a part of that, I definitely wanted to get uh, some information and some facts out there about QAnon because that is another thing about Trump that like because I, I originally like, like you wasn't necessarily that much of a fan of of him in general and um and, and you read about QAnon and the story behind that and stuff like that and the the Q proofs that they are how like um uh, future proofs past kind of thing and you just go hmm there's some there's some legit shit going on here man yeah. and again the effort of the mainstream media to make us look like fucking lunatics for looking into it. They just bound like 7,000 accounts last week. Anything really? that had anything to do with QAnon on Twitter. Yeah. They came out in a massive thing. They'd always been shadow banning, yeah. um, but they actually came out, made a massive statement saying, we're going to censor this. Again, something that is baseless and that is just a LARP as they call it, um, doesn't get banned that no. heavily. They don't uh, care. No. Like if there's nothing to it, then there's no reason for them because yeah. they're just going to let us go down this rabbit hole of nothingness. They yeah. tell us it's a rabbit hole of nothingness, yeah. but then ban it because yeah. our democracy is under threat. Like, it's, um, yeah, it's it's almost like anything that they ban instantly gives it more credibility. I think exactly so. the same will happen with us. Our fucking, our, whatever, like our fifth YouTube video ever yeah. Yeah. gets fucking banned. Banned, banned with, like it literally like we are like I pressed fucking upload. I was like, you know, do your thing. Let's share it. You shared it. And then like legit within probably like 20 minutes, we got that email from YouTube. And then from that, we've ended up getting like tons more people and tons more reach from it. Like from, from them actually banning us and then we would have just dropped in the video. Yeah. So, and the same thing applies on every level. Yeah. Last thing I'll say as well, I've been getting some great feedback from the, the conspiratorium episode. Um, it's been great the from, you know, people who are already, uh, you know, quite well versed in the stuff that we were talking about. Again, we didn't go too hard. We tried to make it as, as yeah, introductory it while going bored. a bit hard on the 9-11 stuff because that was always where we were going to start. Um, but through to people who um, don't really look at it at all and them coming back to me and being like, oh, yeah. I'm kind of this or whatever. Now I'm really intrigued. And that's exactly what we wanted out of that's it. Exactly- what we said from episode one is just like, if this gives, and one of them said to me today, uh, she said, I want to look into it so much, but it scares me to possibly learn the depth of this and I I feel like it's going to make my anxiety go through the roof. Now, what I said to her and I said, look, it's one of those things where you have to look at the bigger picture and go that only if we all have that thirst and we're willing to go through that anxiety because it is, it's very like when we're going to do this episode next week and we're going to talk about the Epstein stuff, like it's it's something we've wanted to do it, but it's, it's hard because it's such a, raw and like heartbreaking topic to discuss. You want to make sure that you yeah. do it right and that you um, are mentally and physically prepared for it because there's the a lot adrenoc- of darkness. Especially the adrenochrome stuff. I don't yeah. know if you know about adrenochrome, yeah. um, but like 
That's dark, man. Yeah. So, um, so when we're going to get into that stuff, but what I said to her, I was like, but if we want, I, the, the thing that keeps me going is that I have a belief in this utopia of a world where the mainstream media is actually reporting on news. Like what citizen journalists do now is what we can turn the TV on and see that we have a government that's been properly elected by choice, by people actually proving their worth. And we have a large body of government that actually work with each other and everything is voted properly, like in a democracy. And we're actually moving towards this world where we're not just wage slaves and we're not just feeding the 1% of the world world with all the wealth. And you know, like there is a way to do it and I'm not saying it's any of the pre-established things that we have right now of yeah. socialism or, or communism or whatever I don't think that there's I don't lean towards anyone in particular Isms, yeah. I just believe that there's a betterism well, um, than what we have right now I think it needs to be I think what we need to adopt is a meritocracy not a democracy so we don't need like you were saying before with giving one guy power purely because He's the guy in the red and she's the girl in the blue. We, fuck, let, let's get rid of that. We need a meritocracy. We need the smartest people in the world, the the the, the fastest, the strongest. We need the and best of the best. they haven't been bought and like, sold by corporations. Like we exactly need right. That, that we need no political donation type shit. None of the fucking Hollywood eyes like yep. bullshit that goes with it. Um uh, none of this bells and whistles. It just needs to be a, a, a fair and just system in which people that prove themselves to be the people that have our best interest at heart. And it's always going to become, there's always going to be people that end up getting into a position of power and become corrupt. Abusing it, yeah. But if we're all on the same page and we know the signs to look for, then we're going to police it better. We're going to exactly manage right. it better. We're not going to let it ever get to the point that it's gotten to now. And so I said to her, I was like, you have to focus on we can only get there when so much of the population is awake to this that they want to see change. Right now we're still it's we're becoming bigger. We are a large majority now. Mm. You know, I can post stuff on Facebook now and I get a lot more people involved or messaging me about the stuff yep. or getting or talking about it than when I first started five years ago. I would post shit and everyone would laugh at me or my mates would yeah, laugh at me. Just get ignore it. Most of the time when I post shit, so like I, I used to post a lot more on social media like uh, you know, back in the day. Whereas now I can't, I'm more like just someone who like every now and then I'll go on and I'll scroll through and I'll just see. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but um, yeah, back when I used to post it like a lot um, and being that like, like we said in the first conspiratorium, being that a lot, a lot of my awakening was about aliens and it was about spirituality and that kind of stuff. Shit harder. that was very hard to prove. Yeah. Um, so when I, when I posted a meme of, of about fucking, you know, spaceships being found in Antarctica, I wasn't getting ridiculed. I was getting flat out ignored. You know what I mean? Yeah, people are just so, thinking this yeah, guy's yeah. off his fucking rocket. Exactly yeah. right. So, so, so and, and then even when I did then post like memes about 9-11 or anything about something that's got like a, sol- a solid basis to it, it would still just be flat just out ignored. Fly, yeah, just fly under the radar. Whereas now, whereas now we're getting from the from one conspiracy episode, which like we said before, it was more of like a setting the table and then it, as we go along, we're going to be adding plates of food. You know what I mean? Yeah. This next meal is going to be Pizzagate. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, um, it's it's a lot of people who have already come to you and I uh, saying, oh, that's interesting. Or can you go deeper into your awakening? Can you go deeper into this? Or a guy at work was like, can you go into adrenochrome? And all that kind of stuff. So it's really cool that, like, the narrative around um, truth is starting to switch. Yeah. And, and, to- and there's some people that have approached me that I would have never imagined in a million years would have been coming to me and saying, and nothing against them, but, you know, you just some people, you just – you can tell that they're just happy sort of living their lives. So yep. when those kind of people are the ones that are approaching me, that's the stuff that's given me a massive boost of sort of confidence that there is change happening. Cause it's Definitely. hard sometimes when you're looking at all of this stuff that can be quite 
um, depressing in a way. Um, to th- you, you can sometimes feel like nothing's ever going to change and that you're going to be stuck in the same revolving door. But having those kind of people react to the podcast but also just approaching me because of the constant stream of stuff that I'm putting on my social media um, gives me a lot of confidence that we are getting to a point where people aren't going to just like uh, take in what the, the TV tells them and That's then it. regurgitate it around the, the water cooler at work, you know. Mm. We're approaching um, critical mass, mate. Yeah, That's, that's yeah. what it is. And it's going to be interesting. Look, and I think one of the big things, and again, we'll come into the big Q thing, but one of the big things about what he's said in that is that you can't, like let's say that there is a fair bit of evidence that hasn't been unlocked that has to do with, um, uh, you know, all of the heinous shit that we think has happened at the hands of some of these, um, you know, oligarchies and whatever else. If he was to drop everything, Trump or someone was to drop everything they have right now, the world is still too much in a position where he doesn't have enough credibility and yep. it's going to be this, it's going to break out into civil war because all the people that have believed in that change is coming with him at the helm and, um, you know, with with people like um, the, the, the military people that he's involved with that have been recently getting pardoned and whatever else. Um, versus the people who have always been like orange man bad. And so everything coming out right now isn't necessarily going to be good for Earth because we're going to end up infighting and it's just going to spill out onto the streets and we're already watching that kind of happen now with this, with the riots and everything. So you have to slow play it and you have to let people wake up on their own and wake up on their own and these things like all the coronavirus stuff we were talking about has to happen and play out so that so many people are going, what's going on here? Something's not right. And then when shit hits the fan, if you've got 80, 90% of the population already like, well, fucking saw this coming, let's let's now it's time for change. Yep. Yep. You don't have that, right? If you've got the police waking up to it, the, the shit that yeah. they're being put to is unfair. If you've got your armies waking up to it, that the shit that they're being put to is is serving some bullshit fucking backwards corrupt agenda, then when they try and fucking pull the pin and say, you know, round up everyone into yep. fucking camps or yep. whatever, Black the ones that are going against the fucking narrative and they all go, fuck off, you're yeah. the problem. Fuck you. You know, the that's military's what already started to to. already started turning its back. Uh, I think that I think that's what Okay, we're, we're going to need to slow down with the QAnon shit because this is going to become an episode about QAnon. Yeah, I know. But um, yeah, it's it's like yeah, the military's already basically on the white on the te- team of the white hats yeah. now. So yeah. anyway, should we have a should we have a break here and, and then, then when come we come back, back we'll do, we'll, the we'll do the actual <laughs> the actual episode. Yep. All, All right, right. Sounds good. To Let, me. Let's do it. Yeah, good, good. Nice little break. Back from the little. How long? How long? How long do the breaks normally go for? Like, for, like anywhere between. Oh, in the actual. In the thing? actual thing. It's about. It's not as long as what I joked about. In that, yeah, it's not. It's like a seven and a half minute. He's like how about us getting feedback? Shout out to Laurie, fucking giving us the um, 
the feedback about the how the break fades, fades back in. in. <laughs> like, you know, we're getting like feedback about the the, the content the and whatever yeah. and like the quality, but someone's like, dude, that fucking break. That man, break fade in, dude. That break fade. It's so sick. <laughs> Break face. Like, because he's a he's a truck driver, bro. And I oh, have a feeling like, like when you're listening to stuff, like when you're on the road and you're constantly just able to listen to stuff. I think that's probably where that like extra appreciation yeah. for subtle things like that. Is it a fine ear for um, audio? So, I appreciate so it. Thanks. Thank you, brother. Thanks, bro. I put a lot of effort into editing this thing. So, so we um we 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 wanted to do this episode non-conspiratory. We ended up just going but, on some absolute conspiracy <laughs> tangent. Um, but that's okay. But that's all right. So starting the episode from where we, <laughs> where we originally to, where we plan, I wonder how many times we're going to do that, bro, just because ah, we're so – especially when it's like, you know, we kind of touched on a bit of current stuff, which we haven't done too much yet. Which yeah, is we haven't. Which kind of wanted to mention it a bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll probably – that'll happen a lot of times. We'll come in yeah. with some sort of uh, game plan and then end up – But that's okay because there's no rules. And the melting temperature. There's no rules because it's our that's podcast. Right. We've got no one telling fuck us. fuck we want, man. Fuck we will. Um, but yeah, we wanted to. Obviously, we've we've said this many times. We wanted to talk about uh, like the mental health stuff, and um, so the the idea, plan name for this, whatever it ends up being, who knows? But it was going to be um, mindset and meditation because I wanted to talk. I think mindset uh, is one of the best single word things of how best to manage anything. Right? Yeah. Is is yeah. comes from mindset, and it's uh, whether it's just your day to day trying to get through getting up and going to work um, or whether it's you're trying to achieve goals and whatever. And um, I think it's like mindset is important because it can control every aspect of that, right? Whether it is you trying to get that new promotion or save yep. up for your house or whether it's just you trying to start that get podcast. to that party, start that podcast, um, yep. uh, feel comfortable in a, in a social situation. And I think that that's, you know, you can find, you can find 5,000 things on, the internet where people are telling you how to achieve your goals and whatever else. But I think that there needs to be a lot more of this kind of encouragement around what are we going to do just to make you feel okay? It needs to come, it needs to come on a, on a community level. It needs to come on a direct, like direct, because you can, um, you can sit there and you can watch inspiring motivational speaker, you know, speaks to LA college at the end of their semester or whatever, like all these videos for fucking, you can watch them all day, every day and you won't be motivated. Motivation for me has always come from the local level, from my best friends telling me they enjoyed that riff or from, you know, like we've been getting the feedback with the podcast. Oh, I really liked your fucking fade in from your break. That kind of, that like. <laughs> that guy's going to froth this episode he's gonna love so it. high. He's got that many little honourable mentions. Yeah. So it's like, um, it's it's like like that community level of of motivation and inspiration is where it needs to come from. Yeah, and so, obviously yourself. Like you know, this. Is the oh, thing. of course, yeah. You but, know, you have to have. Um, and look, before we get too far into this, I don't. It's so easy when people are like, you know, I don't want to be misconstrued at all as saying just be positive. Like I know no, that that's not definitely like, not know, that people, easy. Uh, look, and I want to I want to touch on this a little bit tonight because. Um, it was interesting. I was having a conversation the other day um, with my beautiful soon-to-be wife, Erica, um, and I was saying about how I wanted to do this episode. Yeah. And I was like, I want, I need to try and find a way to talk about the things that we've been through with you personally. And, and you know, she suffers massively from, from anxiety. And um, when I first said, I'm like, I need to try and find a way to, to talk about how real my experience with going through you with it is, but I don't want to obviously just like um, – 
you know, put all your shit all over the internet, you know what yeah. I mean, your stuff all over the internet. What was amazing, right, and when you're looking at someone's journey or, or how far they've come, she's like, well, it's not going to be authentic unless you tell them that it's me. Like how are they going to believe in your experience with it or your knowledge is coming from a real place unless you're, you can say that it's me. Yeah. Now that to me like blew my mind in that moment because I'm like that is the perfect example of how far someone's come because if I had said I was going to – if let's say we started this two or three or four years ago when we were first together, that would have never been something that she would have of course. possibly yeah. got on board with, right? Yeah. Um, so again, it just comes down to that, that whole mindset, um, has, is so different now and she wants her story to possibly be something that can benefit others, you For know? Sure. So, um, it's such a, so the reason I wanted to say that is because, you know, there are a lot, there are a lot of people that don't understand correctly how severe this stuff can be. They're like, there's not enough of a light shined on it. And, um, you know, it's only something I, I, I definitely have had moments in my life where I've experienced you know, anxiety and, and bouts of depression going yeah. through um, pretty hectic stuff, but definitely never to the level that I've I've seen her or other people in my life go through it. Yeah. Um, and it's it's just something where, uh, you know, it, there isn't an, an easy fix for it. There isn't a one-size-fits-all. No, well, that's the thing is like a lot of people are, well, especially like a lot of psychiatrist kind of type people, they're very quick to put it down to it's a chemical problem your body's not, your brain's not producing X amount of chemicals where it should. Fucking look, at the end of the day, if you believe that the antidepressants are helping you, good on you. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, what helps you helps you. Yeah. But I'm telling you, it's a physical, spiritual, mental, it's multifaceted. Yeah. It's not just like you can't approach, because I've, I've suffered with um, anxiety and depression for probably most of my life, I'd say, you yep. know, especially when I was younger, like really bad when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like as you, as like anyone with mental health can uh, probably reconcile with me here, as you grow older and you start to learn to get on top of it, um, it becomes less prevalent as you go through. So like I'll have days like, I reckon, there, I reckon it might have been maybe a month and a half, two months ago, there was a Friday and like I was just depressed as shit and mm-hmm. like having suicidal thoughts and shit and like, came home and Lizzie was just like helping me out all throughout the day, checking in on me and make sure I was okay. And I don't know what catalyzed it. I can't really think like now that I think back, this is only like a month ago, yeah. but I can't really think back like what made me, made me feel like that. It was just like, that's how I felt on that day. And I just yeah. felt really dark. And like the only way to, to really um, level was uh, that kind of feeling is if you've experienced it, like what Erica said. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 just not that easy, and it's not like I've never been on antidepressants. Yeah. Um. Even though, like, when I was when I was a kid, like, I probably should have or mm. could have. Um. But uh, yeah, I feel like, like I said before, the multi a multifaceted approach to it. What's is crazy though the is best. that you could walk into a doctor, tell them that story, and you're and prescribed give, yeah, one, 100%. and then that one doesn't work. You go through all the side effects, and they move you on to another one, yep. and then all of a sudden, um, you know, again, I don't want to get too much into the conspiracy side of it, but I just think there's a there's a a scary part of that for a lot of people because yeah. they are something that you can become massively dependent on because trying to come off them is like the biggest kick in the face. And we talked about this in one of the earlier episodes where I said someone close to me, um, you know, uh, a former partner was saying like, I, I can't, I can't feel anything. I don't know. That's I, like, I, I want to love you, yeah. but I fucking can't like, yeah. and so I'm going to stop these and I'm going to deal with all of this 
the stuff that's happened to me as to why I'm on them because I want to feel something. Well, that's why the floodgates um, open. So like with the with, with the antidepressants, it's like the floodgates will close over. But like when the floodgates close over, they don't just close over the depression and anxiety. They close over the joy, yeah, the happiness. Yeah, that's the right. Content, and you end up becoming everything. Everything they they you, 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 you like a stone. You know what I mean? And then like facing it, lifting that floodgate back up, and then facing it head on would could be like the ultimate test for a lot of people. And then a lot of people don't pass that test, bro. And it's not it's not just um, those meds either. Like I've got an auntie who I think, I can't remember what her actual diagnosis is, but she's like, you know, somewhat on the spectrum and whatever. And she's yep. got a, a couple of sort of um, psychological issues. And so she's always been a bit of that crazy auntie. We love her to death, but yep. you know, she's kooky and whatever. Um, and we've all grown adapted to her, you know, occasional outbursts and things like that. Like it's just part of her personality. Yeah. They changed her medication one time and she came to a Christmas and just like it didn't cause any problems. Like she, but okay. she didn't do anything. She yeah. just sat there uh. and we were, all collectively and like while there was no drama or we didn't have to deal with you know some of the normal quirky Karen things we would um it was just nothing and we all said get her off those meds straight away because no we shit. would much rather be getting the authentic version of, of her and helping her through that yeah. than her just sitting there being a zombie of herself yeah, and stone. again you know if we didn't then make them go back to the doctor she could have stayed on them for the rest of her life and yep. just sat there zombified you know yep. so all of those things are pretty scary but the point of all of that is that there's not a one-size-fits-all approach. So we're not going to sit here and tell you the only thing you need to do is have a powerful yeah, mindset. Meditate and, but yeah, and fucking- it, it, it has to be a, a collection of everything. And that's yeah. what we found, you know, with Erica, it had to be a better support structure. Like I couldn't just do it on my own, you yeah. know, because um, it's it, when someone's too close to you, sometimes you're almost like – <laughs> People can get into that habit of being like, well, you're, of course you're going to tell me you love me because you're this person to me, whether yes, it's a exactly family right. member or a partner or whatever. So you're just telling me. So your anxiety will, will work in a way that's like, well, yeah, of course you're going to say that, like that you want me to feel good, so you're going to say that. Yeah. So you have to be, you know, you have to be seeking it from people that don't necessarily have any investment in telling you that. So when they tell you that you're important to them or that they really enjoyed that time with you or whatever it may be, it kind of registers more because you're like, well, hold on a second. Yeah, because you don't hear it every day. What do they have to yeah. gain out of that, of telling me that they exactly love right. my dress or that I yeah. look beautiful or whatever? They achieve nothing. So then that kind of thing registers more and and it has to come from that, that positive reaffirmation. And the mindset thing that I want to talk about is that, you know, you – you have to believe in, regardless of, you know, like you said, you're going to have your dark days, but you're, what would come from yourself in those days is that you have built up such a, a, a core belief system in what you know you're capable of and what you know you've achieved and what you know you can do and whatever else, that on those days you would be having that internal fight with yourself being like, no, hold on a fucking second. 100%, man. Um, and anything that you can do to strengthen that voice inside yep. yourself is always going to work. And it's never going to be permanently gone. You know, Erica manages hers so much better now, but she's still always going to have her days, like you just explained to me, yep. that are not good. But – you notice the more that you can build up that strength and the more that she knows that she can just come to me and unload and I'll give her all the same positive reaffirmations or yeah. she'll go to the gym or do something like that that she knows will release those endorphins and you start to learn the way that you can do it, that everyone is 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 has power. And one 100%. of the, the greatest things that I've heard about this whole thing that like, you know, how you just, those things that flick a switch and you go, oh yeah, it was Bo Burnham who's a, a famous musical comedian and- 
you've just the dude has just gone through this massive like depression thing. He was a YouTube star. Yep. Um, now he's kind of realized how vapid and empty like it's become because that's what everyone's trying to do now, yep. and it's just this whole thing. And he's he's going through this sort of like um, crisis. And he said, but when he was talking about one of the things that's really helped him was that when you're going through this stuff, it's very easy to believe that what you're going through is unique, which it is, right? Yeah. Um, and that no one will possibly understand. But that is one of the most isolating thought processes you can possibly have. 100%. And what he said is that he goes, when I realized that I wasn't special in the best way, because when I realized that I wasn't special and that what I wasn't what I was going through was not unique to just me, and that so many others were going through it, and I seeked solace in that fact that we are all doing it, like a, a lot of us at different levels and Most at different times, yeah. but that so many of us are experiencing that, I felt a lot better. And he's like, so you kind of have to like almost as silly as it is, remove that selfish aspect of it of being like, you're yeah. not going to understand. You're never going to yeah. understand where I'm coming from and be like, maybe you will. It's, maybe it, you it, actually it's, feel it's, it's some the, of this. Um, I think a part of the problem with it um, of recent times is the victim complex that's that's come about in society quite, uh, you know, quite famously within the last maybe especially two years, I'd say. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of how dare you – you offend me because of this. It's like these people uh, got to understand that the world's an offensive place. Um, and then if you approach your mental health issues from that same kind of angle where you're like, you could never understand me, rah, 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 um, it's only going to do damage to yourself. Like, yeah. like, um, like, like from that story I was just saying to you before, like a couple of months ago on that Friday, I was having a really bad day. Um, I finished work and – all day my head was like my brain was going like this is just a fight. Like this is just like um, you understand like the, the brain was feeling like this way but I knew deep down that everything was okay and I was fighting it and I built up that whole time. So it was almost like the day was a battle between being yeah. fucking really depressed yeah. but at the same time knowing that like I'll, I'll go to bed and I'll wake up tomorrow and things will be okay. And I got home from work and um, Lizzie called me. And um, she was like, how you doing? And, I, and I'd unwind, I'd like had a drink and I'd sat down and I'd started playing Pokemon and stuff like that. And then it was weird. It was like, this is the first time that's properly happened to me. But like I went from like real, if you can imagine like on a color spectrum, I went from black to yellow in the space of like 45 minutes. And it kind of freaked me out. It was very interesting because she goes like, you don't really sound that upset anymore. And I was like, I'm actually not. I guess yeah. I'm not. Yeah. No. And, and, and then, and then, and then, um, because she battles herself with BPD. Yeah. And, um, yeah. it's, she, she was like, oh, that's, that's, that's really interesting. Um, you know, how, how, how'd you do that? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what it was. And it's not like I hate my job or anything. Cause I do, I do enjoy my job. No, so it wasn't was that that was like causing mm -hmm. it. But it was just like I guess all day internally I'd been going like this is just a battle. They're like you know yep. there's, there's some things wrong in life, but there's more things right. And then when I got home, it was the weekend because this is a Friday. Something just something something just flipped. And I yep. know it's not that easy for a lot of people, no, but like but again, what we talked about though is that because you have that core, you were having that fight all day and trying to win that battle, even feeling like you're pushing uphill and doing that, it is going to tip over eventually. Yeah, maybe it won't be that day. Maybe it won't be that afternoon. Maybe it don't won't even be yeah. that week but the the belief that you need to continue to fight is the most important lesson out of there yeah. um and obviously like we've said you know realize that we are reaching a point where people are so 
much more understanding that everyone wants to hear it. Like people want yeah, to hear people it. People want to be supportive these like, days. I, I, really I think do. we need to say like, you know, if, if people – Want to message the the podcast page oh, and do. Do. Um, and just and and if they think f- somehow that we have some sort of advice that may help them, please do not hesitate to do it. Even if, even if it's just hey, like I'm having a bad day, um, you know, my boyfriend's arguing with me, and uh, I just want to flick you guys a message just to say that you know, like, you know, what's your opinion on this or whatever. Yep. Um, we will always do our best to, to help out because we understand. Yeah. So it's just something that is is so prevalent. And like I was just saying, like, you know, having that understanding that it exists on such a scale, um, that you're not alone and that we can there's so much to learn from from each other. And what worked for one person might not work for the next, but it might work for the next. And yeah. only through having those conversations and realizing that because I, I feel and this is not to take it away from the people that suffer, but everyone goes through bouts of anxiety. Yep. You know, when you start a new job or when you're um, going to do something that pushes you out of your comfort zone or whatever. Like I used to get it because I was like bullied, uh, you know, through through primary school and high school. And it was a weird thing because it was like people would almost put me down out of like not understand because I was always someone who was very outgoing. Okay. But I was also this little like chubby ginger kid. Yeah. So I had all this confidence and charisma, but I wasn't like the, the athletic sports like so person. People, people just wanted to put you down because you didn't match the stereotype. Yeah. So people were like, why do you get to be confident or why are like yeah. girls talking to you or why are these things happening when you don't fit this it's in this cardboard box? Man. It's their own insecurities. So, but it, it did get me to a point where I became very insecure. I remember when I first yeah. turned 18 and stuff, like unless I had my best mate with me, I'd always feel anxious like being in town because he was just this fucking mammoth of a man. And because I was also, like I mentioned in one of the episodes, I did it to myself as well because I was a bit of a dickhead teenager. But I just remember like I used to want to go out to town all the time, but I'd always be fucking worried as. And like if I didn't have a big group of mates going out with me, I felt like I was going to get my head kicked in or something, just weird things. And that's all the same. And it took me ages to get over that. Um, And as I got older and whatever, like, you know, and so again, some of that I created myself, but I know that feeling, you know. Um, and it's just something where, again, the, the things that have gotten me out of that whole thing was just like realizing that I didn't need to care. I didn't need to think about other people's opinions. That's it, I because didn't at need the end to- of the day, uh, opinion, opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one and they're not always going to be, uh, what you, what you agree with. Yeah. It's like, um, anxiety, I, I almost look at it as like anxiety is a symptom of our current world. You think about, you have a look at a lot of the Gen Zs and then I assume them generation alpha that's coming up after that. There, there's going to be ridiculous amounts of people that have anxiety because we live in, we live in a split world at the moment. We live in one world. That's like your everyday life that you experience yourself from your point of view. And then you have a, another whole sphere, the internet, in which you have another personality in which, you know, everybody else can talk to you on this level. And and as much as I love the internet, I also think that social media has caused a massive problem with mental health. Well, it's bigger than that as well. You look at every um, TV show ever, um, you look at what they glamorize, what they, you know, the way that they, all the school shows where they like, you know, they, 
put everyone into their click groups and whatever, yep. and then that kind of translates into real life. Yep. Um, there's so much of that stuff where they have basically created this secular society where everyone has to fit into something instead of just you know uh, actually appreciating our uniqueness and and that we are all different and that we don't fit into bubbles and that whatever you know we all of these things Hollywood and and the music industry and everything have like fashion industry everything has been built in this way that is just engineering this natural anxiety yep. around the world um, and it's just so and this is where going back slightly to the conspiracy stuff but it's not just about you know breaking free from the shackles of mainstream media it's actually breaking free from all of that like it's realizing that these things have been engineered it's realizing that you know uh even things like consumerism and whatever you know it's all something where we are being pushed into doing these things or pushed into feeling a certain way That's or it. wanting certain things so when you break free from it all it's so much more freeing to actually realize that i don't need to do this yeah. thing to feel better about myself. My joy is not going to just come from the things that I'm told are gonna. They're going to come from. This is one of the biggest things, you know. We're engineered to to be like, oh, you know, success is measured by A, B, and C, as opposed yeah. to whatever the fuck you want it to be, right? And, and soon as again you start to think that way and, and mindset, have that mindset of like, my happiness is going to come from like for me, it's always been just being surrounded by people that I feel constantly are exerting genuine love for, it, for me. Yeah. You know, they want me to be around. They're constantly making an effort. They love nothing more than fucking having me go into their house or hanging out with them or, you know, having a partner and a, and a little man that just like, you know, worship the ground that I walk on. Yeah. That's more important than anything to 100%, me. Man. You know, if I can keep the roof over their heads and have that love from my friends and my direct family for the rest of my life, I'm the richest man in the world. That's it, man. There's a lot of people that have a whole lot of money in their wallet, but they've got a whole lot of fuck all else and you can ask them and they'd be like uh, I'm sad as fuck because even though I've spent the last 50 years of my life working towards having a big bank account on the way I've stabbed every single person in the back and I've uh, yeah and I've just been at, there for no one and, yeah. I, and I'm so lonely now at this point in my life exactly there was a friend right. of mine recently who I can't remember where he works for but he works on one of the, the big mine sites and when the lockdown started, he basically got a choice to spend at least the next six months permanently on site where he would be earning a fuck ton of money yeah. or he has to go home with no pay and be yeah. with his family. And he chose to go home with his family because who, he was yeah, already who would you, who would you, who, he was already working three on one off and his daughter yeah, was right. calling him by his first name and oh, um, you know horrible. he felt so disjointed. Yeah. And then when he was home for three months before he went back, he was just like, what have I been doing? Yeah. Um, and that's and, – and I understand, you know, we want to um, buy houses and do all of these things, but like when we're talking about this mental health aspect, you have to have balance, man. Yeah. Like going and getting that. Here's one of the things I always talk about with Erica all the time is that this idea that you place happiness in a future moment is the worst thing we can possibly do. Yeah. This idea that like I won't be stressed once I have this, I won't be, I'll be happy when I attain this. No, find a reason to feel it now. You've got to no matter live in the, the struggle that you're going through, yeah. right? Because it, you have to enjoy that journey to wherever that place is. Exactly right. Because otherwise, that big massive pressure that you put on yourself to finally feel okay when you get to that point is not going to live up to the hype. I'm telling you right yeah. now. But 
if you're already operating at that higher wavelength, you're already um, feeling great about it, even in the times of struggle, when you do actually get to that thing, you're going to be like, fuck yeah, that was killer. Like was I did I journey. did what I set out to do and I haven't just been beating myself up the entire time. There was days that were dark and whatever, but here I am now. That's Whereas it. if you're just a miserable and and dying and tired and, and, and stressed and anxious – and then you get that thing, you're just going to be like, well, fuck, well, there's going to be, what's the next problem yeah, that I'm going to come around the corner for me? You've, you've killed yourself for something that in the end didn't give you the, I think it's a, uh, a Bliss Nesso song that, that, that they're saying that exact thing. They're like, um, yeah, where where it's it's all about the journey because I guess if you look at it on a quantum level, uh, nothing but the present exists. The yeah. only thing that actually exists is the present. Uh, because like on a quantum level, when you observe, when something's not being observed, it's not in this reality. So I know that's a little bit kind of hard to wrap your head around, but like, uh, the future is just anxiety and the past is just like what's already been is a memory essentially. Yeah. So like, it doesn't really exist. So the only thing that truly ha- has that you have power over is now. Mm-hmm. So, and that's, that, that's obviously a lot easier said than done because there's even times where like all of us go, oh, fuck, you're like, you know, next week is I'm starting a new job or, you know, that first podcast we did, uh, even though it was, it turned out to be such a good time. I was like, fuck, oh, like, is this going to turn out any good? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but um, yeah, I don't know. Like that, that whole thing where you, where you were spot on with um, like living in the present is such an important part of mental health. It really is. Well, it comes back to what we said, I think, in the first episode. And I was like, you have to live life understanding that there is an infinite number of possibilities that can exist as the next thing that's going to happen at any moment in time. And as soon as you live that way and you can't – because everyone gets trapped into, but what if this happens? But what if that happens? Well, both that that and a million other things are what could possibly happen next. That's exactly so you right. Just can't be stressing. You can be conscious of them. You can kind of think about what are the things I would like to try and avoid happening or what are the things that I want to try and achieve. Um, And you can definitely channel your energy into certain pathways, but you can't not do things or not take challenges out of the fear of, but what if this, but what if that? Because anything is possible. That's it. A lot Um, lot of people fell for, especially uh, back in the day, a lot of people fell for the uh, the myth of security. So they will give up their whole lives just to have a, in quotation marks, secure job. And especially in 2020, man, like, what, what the fuck is security? Yeah. Nothing is Yeah, and secure. things can change. Like, I mean, you look at this whole virus and if that doesn't teach you that whatever you thought was going to be something, whatever, can flip on its head at any yep. point in time. Exactly. These right. are the things that need to remind you of so that. Like, you can't be giving away all your power or your energy to something that, that could possibly change like with this virus could possibly change in a matter of a month. It's it's people, people just need to go out there. I know it's not as easy as saying like, yeah, I want to be a musician and I'm going to pick up a fucking acoustic guitar and I'm going to get on YouTube and I'm going to get on Spotify. And I'm going to fucking blow up and tour and shit. It's not that easy, obviously, but it's like um, enjoying the journey, no matter what level you're at mm-hmm. is, is a part of fucking being human. I get, I have a feeling that like fast forward, you know, two, three years from now, we're doing this podcast. We're going to be enjoying it the exact same amount as what we're doing it now on the fifth episode or whatever we're at. It's so like, think about that as well. The fact like every day in between our catch ups, we're just messing each other and just pouring fucking positivity into that chat. Like, yep. um, because that's, what's going to make it fun. Like if we're stressing over all the little yeah, bits and numbers pieces, or fucking, um, then we're already going to lose the whole point of why we did it. Yep. Like all of that stuff is icing on the cake of the fact that I get to hang out with you. 
fucking dickhead rookie comes along for most of them. My brother yeah. was here earlier. Yeah. Like it's a reason that we get to catch up. That's it, man. I would That's do it, it for that reason every fucking week without question because it, it forces me to be able to hang out with you for a week. Oh, 100%. Like since starting this podcast, we haven't hung out more. That's exactly right. Yeah. And which is amazing. And now it's like a thing where like, you know, if I'm just saying to Erica, like, oh, I'm going to go see Ties again. And it's like, oh, well, maybe like stay home with me this bloody week, for example. Right. Not that, yeah. that, but like, yeah. but when I'm like, oh, we got a podcast episode. Yep. No worry. Do you know what I mean? Like it's now this thing that we've done. It's no different if it was on like, oh, indoor soccer on Wednesday night. Yeah. Do you know, it's now become yep. this actual routine thing. Um, and, you know, it's again, it's something that stuff like this not exactly but like giving yourself stuff to look forward to and, and setting these goals and like and again it doesn't have to be save this money or buy this thing don't get caught up into that like consumerism house yeah. buying whatever it can just be like i want to i want to go to this party this weekend and i want to just be i just want to enjoy myself yep. i don't want to be stressed about getting ready i don't want to be stressed about how i look i just want to feel good and have a great time and just channel that for the whole week because that's the things that a lot of people struggle with the most, man. Like it's the shit that some people wouldn't even understand is such a difficult problem. But I've seen it happen firsthand where like people will literally miss major events in other people's lives yeah, because their anxious. anxiety yeah. was just plaguing them. Is it that they were like, oh, X might be here, so I'm not going to go. Like, yeah. or, or, just, or something just like, like that. I've got nothing to wear, even though their wardrobe's full. Yeah, it's um, like, because oh, like ladies, ladies, I'm feels- telling you right now, dudes don't notice or care if you wear the same thing twice. Yeah, that's one like, thing. Like yeah. legitimately, I, I don't think I've ever, ever in my life noticed any female in my life wearing something two times, three times in a row. Never. 100%, bro. <laughs> like, it's it's fucking ridiculous. And, or like, dudes as well. Like I've never, dudes, I've never yeah, looked at yeah, a bro yeah. and been like, oh man, same fucking like who gives a fuck, dude? It's just fucking clothes. <laughs> yeah. That's again that channels into this whole that's what we've been engineered to care about and to worry about is like stupid shit like that. They have created this thing about like, no, 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 you need a new pair of shoes for yeah. every occasion. You need yeah. a new so then this shit turns into sure you know, a poor girl who has got just enough money to go out to town and wants to go out with their friends is then having to worry about, well, I gotta buy buy a new outfit because if I wear that one from six weeks ago, everyone's going to judge me. How yeah. fucking dumb is that? And then dude? when they're going and setting their short-term goals to be get a new outfit for town, that's not the kind of goals that you want. No, it's that's like right. old, old mate over there, Rookie, he was uh, probably would have been about a month ago or so ago now. We, we were sitting in his boat, not in the water, by the way, just sitting in his boat, chilling, <laughs> drinking. Just quickly, is that, that's the most rookie fucking thing to be yeah. doing possibly of all time. I know, right? Um, and and um, we were, I was talking about, I think this might have even been, been before we started this, mm-hmm. and I was talking about this, and I was talking about, yeah, digital with him, and just about my plans in general and about Rogue's Ghosts and just all my ideas and plans that I've got going on. And then I asked him, I was like, what have you got planned? And then he's like, oh, I don't know, man. I'm kind of just like, kicking along and doing my thing. And that's fucking perfectly fine. Believe me. I like that. But now in the last like week or two, he's coming to me and he's gone, I'm fucking sorting my diet out. I'm fucking doing this. I'm going fishing more because I love it. I'm fucking, he's got his new car and he's like sorting that out. And it's just like, I've noticed him being more positive and having more energy. Like on the way here, he was saying that he hasn't had a coffee in a week. Yeah, And like, this dude was up there sculling shots of espresso every morning at work, you know what I mean? So it's just it's it's interesting that like one a small like these small little changes like eating a bit better and like uh, assigning your mental energy to different things a bit better. Um you know having a bit of a cleaner house or whatever it may be, um it eventually ends up like turning the tide for a lot of other things that you didn't think it would. 
Yeah. See, my big thing for me that has like been my shift in my consciousness is realizing through the journeys that I've gone on with people and friends and whatever and people that I've helped out in like, because I've always, you know, I, I do that, um, that stand up joke about uh, being the, the uh, guy that all the girls called on the landline, but they just want a boyfriend advice, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, because that was that's literally been my whole life. I've just been that dude that just just friends. I, I was no happy. I was just so happy to talk to anyone. You know what yeah, I mean? If I yeah. if I could give them some positive way to look at things, then and they would leave that conversation like thanks, like I feel a lot better about it. I just I've always froth that stuff. And when I used to go through all of my you know self deprecating whatever stuff, it was it was realizing the importance of my role in this plane of existence that has made me no longer feel any negativity towards myself whatsoever. Good, because man. I feel like I'm at a point now where whether it's through stand-up making people laugh or whether it's through um, you know, the work that I do or whether it's through these conversations that I have with people, I've gotten myself to a point where I'm like, you, you play an important role. It may not be massively important, but you are instrumental in, in some people's lives. Now Definitely. I have Winston, now I have Erica, yep. the things that I've done for my parents and, and help them. We talked about the CBD oil, you yep. know, that whole stuff started from me coming home whacked as yeah, yeah, or yeah, talking yeah. to them about how much of a fucking stoner dickhead I was, but that I was, they were watching me still go to work and still kick yeah. goals and then say, Hey, you guys should try CBD and they turn their nose up at it. And now they swear by it. Right. Yeah. So all of those kinds of things are what I use as my fuel to get up every day and keep going. On because I'm like you play an important role in this earth. You are you are required for certain people. Um, people enjoy your company. They that's you, you, so and that's all I that's all I need. And other people need more than that. But that, I just want to give that example as like something you can draw from because people are going to go, oh, I don't matter or I don't. But I can guarantee, guarantee you, you that if you really think hard about it and think yeah. about the journey that you've gone through in your life, you will find things and people and reasons why your existence is so goddamn important. Yeah, well, that um, circles back to what I was saying before about this kind of stuff that we need on that local level. Like you were just, everything you were saying then was that local direct level to you. Yeah. And if and I feel like if we can start building a culture where the people on the low, like people get more support on their local level, then like instead of having to call fucking the helpline, the suicide yeah. helpline beyond blue or whatever it may be, they've got a support base uh, like directly to like, you know, community support base is we're going to start seeing a lot more people becoming more confident in even just talking about their issues and a lot more people um, tackling them head on. And then a lot more people will have the same thing that I had a few months ago. They'll have a dark morning and then by the end of the night, They've turned it to light, you know, and, yeah. and, and that's and that's that battle within themselves going knowing that like they might be like sitting in the shower and they go on like I want to end it because like what's the point? And then they go, well, hold a minute. Here's a point. My, my, like, I've got my sister. I've got my brother. I've got the, my, you know, whatever it may be that you know, I've got my netball team or whatever it may be. Um, and then the more that we can kind of like, yeah, just encourage this uh, behavior on a community level, I feel like is uh, we're going to be better off for it. Yeah, and like I um, we, we touched on uh, in one of the other episodes, you know, I think that you again, it's about building habits, right? I think habits and and realizing that your brain is like a muscle. Yep. I think that's one of the, the the most important things that I've talked through with Erica is that if you start to exercise it in a way that is is thinking about these positive things and 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 chant you know almost chanting and become having this man mantra of like you know i am important i am i am you know amazing i'm whatever it may be and and continuing to build upon that and and adding onto that um that mindset um 
that's that kind of thing where if you start exercising that muscle and then it'll end up entering your subconscious yep. and you won't have to fight as hard. And as you said, the, the, I believe that the reason you were able to do it in that time frame is because there would have been days in the past where it was way longer than that, yep. but that fight was happening and you're getting stronger and stronger as time goes that's on. It, the man. more that you add to that armor of yourself of like, wait a fucking second, I'm not going to lose this battle overnight. I'm not going to wake up and let it say dictate my weekend like yep. you can where you just end up not wanting to leave bed and you don't want to fucking go and do anything you knocked it on its head in that amount of time because you had built up that mentality over such an extensive period where you're ready to you can you've got those things ready to address everything that your your mind brings up about yeah but what about this and what about that you're already fucking chopping it down that's with it a man. chopping it down as soon as it came up i even noticed it. it was almost like i was sitting back in real time and i had a devil on one shoulder, an angel on one shoulder, and the devil would be throwing in, you're not good enough, end it here. And then as soon as the devil threw that in, the angel threw in, well, what about your brother? What about your mum and dad? What about your your music? What about your podcast? All this shit, you know what I mean? Like it fucking like, and as soon as he was throwing one thing, the angel was throwing it back and it was chopping it down straight away. And it was weird. I felt like I was, at one point there, I felt like I was like in the middle of it. Yeah, it's super, crazy. Yeah, it was super and, odd. And the thing with like what Erica does now, which is amazing is like, you know, when we, things would happen and things would, uh, you know, trigger that, that event almost, like you said, like something would happen or she'd realize something or there'd be something coming up and it would trigger that massive wave of anxiety. And sometimes it could take, we'd end up having a fight and yeah. whatever to kind of get her through it. And whereas now there'll be times where like she'll ring me and she'll be like, oh man, this morning I was completely fucked, but I did this, 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 and now I'm feeling way better about yeah, it kind good. of thing. And I'm like, I'm so goddamn proud of Fuck you yeah. because that's again, exactly what we're talking about because she's developed that thing. And so I think that's the most important thing to take away from this is that the way that you do that for each individual person is not going to be the same, right? The way yeah. that you build up that armor, so to speak, and that those weapons to fight it with. But that's what you, that is the key, I believe, to not defeating it. That's the other thing is that I don't think there's like a cure for these no, types that's of things. Yeah. There might not ever be. There might not ever be a way. And like that armor is like very interesting that you put it that way because um a, a lot of what um, myself and Lizzie have been kind of talking about since we started dating was um, her getting on top of uh, her her mental health issues. And um, she was like, if only you could see me back, like before I'd gotten on top of this, it would have been very different for us. Um, and I'm so proud of her. And I, and I see her battling every day or, you know, like almost every day. And um, yeah, she's worked, she, she's gone to see people to talk through it and they've given her these like these tools to use, these breathing techniques or these whatever it may yep. be. And um, I, I couldn't be any more proud because like, you know, you could, sometimes you can see these people battling. You could, t yeah. you could see that they want to snap about something or like, you know, like one time like I rocked up to her house and she was cooking food and she got a new fish and I went there and like I was just being really annoying. I was asking all these questions about the fish and she was like, just shut the fuck up, Ryan. Like, oh my God kind of thing. I don't think she said it like that, but, yeah, yeah. you know, um, and, and then she, and, and it would have been like, you know, if this is a couple of years ago that this, this would have tumbled into something a lot bigger, but because she's developed these habits um, to be able to be like, all right, I understand when it's not like, you know, a big deal, but it's my, my problem's trying to blow it into a big deal and I'm going to contain it. Um, so it's very interesting that you did mention the, the tools, the armor. Yeah. Because it's true. It's a, it's a, yeah. And it's also like you you have to be prepared for see for our situations where we're talking about it with our partners. One of the most important things was uh 
that I stayed the course. Yeah. Um, because there were plenty of times where if I didn't have the patience, and again, I know I'm just sounding like I'm pulling my own dick, but I'm not trying to. I'm, I'm talking about this on a grander scale of yeah. like the thing that I learned out of this was, you know, I always said to myself like I was, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in for the thing and, and I never doubted that. But looking back in hindsight, I realized the importance of that, of, of being so – this is the woman that I'm going to marry. This is the woman I'm going to spend the rest of my life with and I'm willing to overcome and endure anything. Yeah. Um, and it was through that that a lot of what she's achieved has been possible because if I was just another person that went, you know what, fucking not dealing yeah. with this shit. Move this on, is too yeah. much fucking thing. Yeah. See you later. What yeah. the fuck would have that done? Well, the, you never know. That's the thing, man. You would have been going down a different path in life right now, wouldn't you, if, if and, you didn't have that patience? And, you know, our our life now with our, with our little man and everything is is absolutely fucking amazing and yeah. it's because of that. And so I think that there's such a the, – the lesson that I'm trying to teach out of that I think is that it's so important to understand that people aren't going to be perfect all the time, um, that people are going to sometimes, you know, feel or go through a stage where you're feeling like they've overcome it and then they're going to completely 180 yep that's when they need you more than ever 100 right? you, you can't um so there's and this is going back to what you said before but this is where there's two sides of the coin don't also let people be fucking assholes and ju- and you use whatever they've been diagnosed as as a justification yep. right a um, because there's that there yeah. is that side of it that you have to be careful and i've done that as well yeah. But I feel like you can see that. I feel like if you pay yeah. close enough attention, you can tell the difference between someone who struggles and then and has their moments but then shows genuine remorse and whatever and then you work through that or you see the people that's just like, well, if you don't like me for me, yeah. fuck off. And it's like, no, yeah. well, you for you right now is being a fucking cunt bag on purpose. That's exactly right. Um, yeah. And that's what I have a problem with. Yeah. Um, so it's important to be able to discern from those two things but just understand that it is a long it's a long battle. It's, it's, um, it's a and battle it's a that lifelong. Probably, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a battle a, that will probably last um, forever for most but people. But I've seen enough examples of people without medication, not saying that medication is bad, but I want people to know that there are genuine ways that you can do things and find things to change in your current life yeah. um, that will uh, and will not need you putting this stuff into your body that's going to possibly negate positive things, that's going to yeah. possibly – do damage to your internals going to possibly render you a customer for life. Um, you know, there's a, there's a mate um, who's a, who's listened to the podcast actually, but I won't, I won't uh, name him by name, but he, he's gone through a massive transformation. I've seen his um, Facebook statuses just evolve into something so different. And it yep. was through cutting out alcohol and exercising. Um, and you know, the things that he was posting before was so, like dark and and you could just tell that he was so on the edge yeah um and yet now like what i see in post is him smashing his own records of the runs that he's doing and just absolutely fucking being a massive beacon of positive light and it's just such and all he did was was obviously exercise and 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 cut out the alcohol just start that new habit like you were saying before It, it only takes one thing so I think before we wrap it up now, because uh, we've been gone for a little bit, I just wanted to uh, say that if you are listening right now, maybe just uh, chuck someone a message and say that you appreciate them and just uh, whatever, give someone a call or whatever, because uh, you never know, someone could be having a bad day and if you, they just get a message saying, hey, look, I appreciate you. Thanks, yeah. for, thanks for existing. Yeah. Something as simple as that. 
It could, uh, it could change their, it could change their day, or it could change their life, even if on a, on a big scale. It's something I so. try to do all the time, and I want to even be better at it. Like, yeah, there's man. just so many people that I just accidentally lose contact with, and, um, you know, because life is just fucking chaos, and I always just want to be conscious about just making sure that I'm touching base with these people and just saying, hey, I fucking love you, and I'll, I'll sit, we're gonna catch up at some point. That's Who fucking it, knows when? But I hope you know, yeah, um, that I'm always here because it can it can make such a difference. And it's like you know, you think about someone like yourself, who again. Anyone who didn't know you well enough wouldn't know that there are those days that you're you're fighting this invisible struggle and they exist by the fucking billion yep. in the world, right? Yeah. It's not always when people always go, oh, why didn't they say something or whatever? It's because they had one of those days yeah, and on lost. multiple occasions and yeah. weren't able to get themselves out of it like you were able to do. Yeah. And again, you would look at them and you would never know that anything is, is going on internally. So um, again, we have to understand the magnitude of it and that everyone fits somewhere on that scale of having anxiety. Like it's yeah. not this thing. So this idea that no one understands, someone does – to a level that's both below and above and you. Above, Everyone yeah, is going to have um, completely different things. So if we start understanding that that's just a genuine part of life and that it has been a little bit engineered and that there are ways for us to train our minds to to fight it and that we can all be seeking solace and, and solidarity in each other. And a lot of that just comes from, again, just, just having these conversations, doing yeah. these things like the podcast. People are talking about it in Facebook and whatever and having chats with with our friends about that's it. That's it, man. That's, that's um, it. On that local level, man, talking about it with your brother, with your sister, with your best friends, with your parents, with uh, your fucking dojo master, whatever it may be, just um, just get it out there. If you're not feeling that great, maybe just say, hey, look, I'm not feeling that great. Whether you want to talk about it or not on, on, on that kind of level is, is another story. But, like, don't be afraid to uh, to talk to someone about I'm, it. I'm looking forward to the day where you just see um, a, a, a you know, a guy mate or, or, you know, I think girls are getting better at it, but a guy mate, particularly because I feel like there's a, that big struggle there for for men to be able to yep. convey emotion because they've always been taught that emotion was bad. Yeah, buried up. You yeah. know, I just want I, – I do get it a bit, but I'd like to see it become more where a, a bloke just, you know, rocks up to the pub or whatever and they go, hey, you doing, mate? And he doesn't just give that generic answer. If he's actually feeling that he can go, you know what, mate, I've had the fucking week from hell and I'm, yeah. like, I'm feeling fucking shit. And then the boys wrap their arms around him and go, well, you know what, let's sit down and have a beer and let's fucking chat about it for as long as you possibly want. That's and he it. might not even go in. He might not even yeah. go in. He might, That moment, that thing where the boys put their arm around him and go, yeah. sit down and grab a beer, let's talk about it forever. That right there That's can quite be often enough all it for takes, him. Man. Like, I'm getting fucking goosebumps now talking yeah. about it. Just yeah. that alone can be enough for them to go, nah, mate, I'm not going to fucking bore you with that. And actually mean it, yeah. Because all he needed to do was say that first thing. So and he just see- needed that affirmation from an outside perspective or something like that to go, like, you know what, man? I'm here at the bar with the boys. Um, I've had a fucking turd of a week, um, but look, here we are, and I'm through it. And like, let's put it in the past, yeah. Because like we were saying before, the past doesn't exist. It's just a memory. The future hasn't happened yet. So let's live in that present. Yeah. Because the flip side of that is that, you know, if they there there are situations where that bloke would rock up and be like, man, I'm feeling really down, man. I've had the week from hell. And the blokes go, all right, you fucking pussy. Like, shut yeah, the fuck up. Let's exactly, get a beer. Yeah, yeah. And then they kind of go, uh-huh, like, laugh it off. But, like, they were actually just wanting – it was a cry for help almost. Yeah. And it went completely fucking ignored. Unheard, yeah. And that's that, you know – barbaric fucking thing that we need to get out of yeah um because otherwise we're going to keep seeing people fucking 
dropping like flies, man. And that's well, we've seen too many since coronavirus has started, and it's uh, it's fucking sad, man. People yeah. just uh, just uh, can't can't fight it off for that one day. That's the thing, like you were saying before. It's just like it's what it, it it's that one day that it's all coming in, and then they just couldn't fight it, and then they're going, you know what? I'm going to go put myself in my car two hours away and go missing. You know what I mean? And it's um and that's all it takes. That's all it takes. That's man. what we have to understand is that it's not. Sometimes it's not something where people have gotten close 50 times and then finally done it. Sometimes it can be that they've never even really contemplated it that hard, yeah. but on that one day, yeah. something for whatever reason triggers it to the point that they're like, I'm done, yeah. and then that's all it takes. That's it. Yeah. Um, and you know, you're not going to be able to catch people on that day, but you could definitely catch them on the days in the lead up to that or, or but be what, the but person. If you, but what if you sent your mate that you haven't talked to in two months a message saying, hey, dude, I know we haven't talked in a, in a month or two. We've both been really busy, but... I uh, just wanted to let you know that when we see each other next, I know it's going to be uh, exactly like it was when we saw each other. You never know, man, that they could have been going – that next day could have been that day we're talking about. Yeah. So, all right, I think we wrap it up here because this has been an absolute rip snorter of an episode. Yeah, I fucking love this one. So, every, um, every week I'm just like, yeah, oh, dude. Oh, I love this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. What if there will be a day where we're just like, like oh, oh, possible throwaway? Yeah, like, hey, we're just like – they're just like, oh – a new episode didn't come out this week and we're just sitting there going, fuck, we need to like it. Which is crazy because like, you know, you think about the depth of this episode tonight and yet last week we talked about fucking giant lamingtons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And $114,000 Nintendo cartridges and we still finished that like, dude, tonight was shit. Like it doesn't matter what it is. We could just literally be making fart noises into the microphone and be like, oh, that's a game changer, man. But I think that's just us in general. Yeah, I think this is the whole thing is that like, that's the, if we were, if we were like, losing this battle with anxiety, then we'd finish every episode like, no cunt's going to listen to this. Yeah, like, why are we even why fucking we bothering? bothering? Whereas yet, yeah, because, of, again, the way we feed off each other and the energy and the chat and whatever, we are at a point where we're finishing an episode like, that's gold, dude. Yeah, that's fucking killer. put a stamp on fucking it and it get in. it in the fucking thing. All right, man. 100%. Well, thank All right, you well, again for another fantastic episode. Thank you for of, having uh, me up, mate. Appreciate it. Um, if you are listening on uh, Spotify or YouTube or something like that, drop your left nut on the subscribe button. Or if you're a, if you're a female, drop your left titty on the subscribe button. Because the more people that we have getting this fed to them every week, the better it is for everybody. And again, keep the feedback coming. We've had more through this week. I've got more people popping up that have said, I've just had a chance to start listening to it. Um, I'm loving it. it it's seriously making this one of my favorite endeavors I've ever done, Same if not the excellent. favorite thing. Um, because, you know, just hearing people and like liking the different parts of different episodes, like resonating with different groups of people, it's just amazing. So keep the uh, keep the feedback coming. And, like uh, the fade in? Yeah, like the fade in. We'll give him one more mention. <laughs> we'll give him one more. Oh, he's going to absolutely love this. We need a, pa- we need a fucking Patreon or something. We do, dude, hey. hey guy- I'll tell you what, I actually have thought about that. And I think in the future, because like the, the next kind of steps for us is like I want to get video going on so we can yeah. do live streams. But I think um, a really cool thing in the future will be to get a Patreon going where we have obviously like the one episode a week that we live stream to YouTube. But I wouldn't mind doing a, like a, like a Q&A where, where I can be at my house, you can be at your house. Um, and we can sit there and we can do like – and we can just actually talk to these people that are willing to join the Patreon and then yeah. have a more, uh, you know, a conversation that's more interactive. For yeah. Sure. Well, Laurie, since you've been given about seven shout outs in this episode, you are have to be our first fucking Patreon donor. You have to be now. Um, and then we'll do a whole fucking episode in your honor. <laughs> we'll jump in the truck with you. We'll yeah, go on. Yeah, we'll go on. Right. A, we'll go yeah, on a trip. We'll do good. a podcast live from yeah, the fucking road. Fuck yeah. Killer. Big all mother right. truckers. Let's do it. Have a good one. All right.